comic book pit. Okay. Not to derail that conversation. I don't know what, but what I'm category a, that one. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a hunk of hunk of burning love here. So let's let's get going. Losing pigmentation is not yeah, a problem. I'm, Dan's I'm, face I'm right gaining now. color here yeah. on my at least one arm. This isn't even like a farmer. This isn't even like a trucker tan. This is like a it's podcaster a podcaster tan. tan. Yeah. So, all right. Welcome to Comic Book Pit episode three eighteen. I'm your host Dan Greenwald. And uh, with me on the couch in the amazing Sorgatron Media Studio, we've got uh, Jared Catherine and uh, Sean Atkins. Hello. <laughs> Jared the Mute Catherine. <laughs> I'm, I'm hamming it up. <laughs> it's like, look at me, Ma. I'm in pictures. <laughs> and this is, our, uh, this is our comic book review episode. Uh, before we get started with that, I just want to uh, make a couple of quick announcements. Uh, we're going to be hosting a couple of events this summer. The first will be next month, July 22nd, at Brew Gentleman in Braddock, PA. It's going to be a drink and draw from um, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. that we're hosting with the fine folks from the McSauce Comic Book Podcast. Uh, it's just going to be a casual few hours of uh, drawing comics or drawing whatever and having some beer and just uh, hanging out. You know, general camaraderie. So getting ripped and making scribbles. There you go. That's good. Mm-hmm. Why don't we call it that? <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Getting ripped and making scribbles. That'll be the. That'll be in parentheses. Actually, um, I have a friend that wants to go, but cool. he doesn't draw. Doesn't matter. And I was like, yeah, I got, go I got plenty of people that are interested in going that just want to go. I mean, some people just want to go to just to go to the brewery. Yeah. You know, or or people that are like comics adjacent that maybe don't draw but just are like to watch people draw stuff like that mm-hmm. um, voyeurism and then the month after that august 18th at the black forge coffee house in allentown which is a little uh i don't know which even it's not really a sub it's it's city it's Pitt- it's in the city limits it's, it's in the city of pittsburgh it's, it's, but it's, neighborhood. A, it's a neighborhood of pittsburgh called allentown uh we're having our uh we're bringing back the comic swap and that's going to be at the black forge coffee house in allentown and we're swapping here now in ten. <laughs> <laughs> and that is also going to be from 2 o'clock to 5 o'clock p.m. Um, you can just bring, uh, you know, if you want to bring a box of comics, trade paperbacks, magazines, whatever you want to bring to swap with other people. Uh, you know, your unwanted crap could be what someone's <laughs> looking for in their collection. And uh, even if you don't have any comics, just come and take some comics because... I, I feel like any comics that someone's bringing are comics that they don't want anymore, so it's pretty much fair game. You know, I mean, don't be a hog and, like, just walk out with a box of someone's comics, but, you know, <laughs> you know, if you want to flip through someone's collection and take what they got and take some issues, you know, just for reading and enjoyment, that's cool. What, what was also um, appealing about this, Dan, is that any unswapped material mm-hmm. can be uh, donated to the... Um, Children's 
detention center or whatever it's called. I don't mean yeah. to mischaracterize the name. No, no, no. You're right. I, I was yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So any uh, any comics that people bring that maybe they don't want to lug home with them can be left uh, in our care, and we will donate them to uh, Schumann Detention Center. That's what it's called. It's a children's uh, detention center. Juvie Hall. Yeah. Juvie as Hall. They used to yeah. Say. You, you want to go to Juvie? That's what they used to say. Uh, but uh, we, uh, we we donated comics to them a couple years ago, and they were very appreciative. And they even went so far as to kind of um, they even created a kind of a comics club mm. from all the stuff we donated. Oh wow! They really got some kids interested in the in the the reading and the art of it, and they they kind of created a uh, a little discussion club. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I didn't know how that came about yeah that's really cool yeah that's so um i don't know if they kept going with that but i figure maybe if we are able to you know hook them up with a new stash of, you know a new batch of comics that would be pretty cool yeah. so uh yeah any anybody uh, or if you just want to come and drop off comics you could even do that so you don't want to maybe you're not interested in taking more comics because some people bring comics and they leave with more than what they brought <laughs> Case in point, yeah. Link, Link yeah. last episode, Link said that he he went home with three long boxes. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. uh, so some people, you know, so it, so if you're looking just to unload comics, maybe they're not good enough uh, to sell or to get, you know, you don't. And some people like me, I have a problem just with the idea of throwing away a comic. I can't do it. Right. So I'd rather donate it or give it to someone or whatever. So. If you're in that uh, that dilemma, if you have comics that you just want to get rid of, bring them over. We'll take them off your hands and we'll donate them to some kids that could really use them. So, cool. uh, and all all the information on that can be on both of those events can be found on our uh, all of our pages, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, okay, so comics. Who's uh? What's everyone been reading? Who wants to get started? I, ha- I have some thoughts I'd like to get off my chest. Oh, this sounds Regarding good. Regarding the, uh, the four-colored sequential literature. The funny books. Yeah, um, so an interesting uh, event occurred in, in the world of the DC comics. There was, I want to say, Supergirl 31 and Superman 12. Um, both came out the other week, and they both told, like, the same event. But they were both, you know, in each other's, from each other's main character's perspective, if you will. Mm-hmm. So as you have you been you've been reading the Superman title yes. is that correct? Okay. Yeah, so you know I'm reading Superman in action. Yeah. Yeah, and as of I, and this is when I discussed like a couple episodes ago when you guys had that discussion on those things, and I wanted to chime in so desperately but couldn't because I was listening. <laughs> um, I, I read this, and Superman is much more the focus on Superman himself, and and uh, Zor-El, Jor-El, excuse me, Jor-El is back, and yeah. I like took John Kent on the the sabbatical, and and mm-hmm. he got aged. Because he fell onto a different Earth and was trapped there, and time works differently, blah blah blah. So it's much more Superman focused, and so with the the Rogozar uh, character, the the antagonist that allegedly destroyed Krypton, mm-hmm. and in Supergirl's book, um, that's been like her arc has been uh, with Rogozar's like weapon, using that to track down, you know, determine is this true? Did Rogozar truly destroy Krypton and and in uncovering the mystery of that, and so the the two uh, books sort of came to a a crossover point where there's a showdown with Rogozar and Supergirl, and and the Axe were brought into the fight, and so in this these two issues they tell the same story, 
from the different points. So it was interesting to read. Like, I actually had them both right there. Oh, and okay. so I'd read, like, a little bit. Like, I didn't know which one to read first. Like, it doesn't really say, like, read this one for it, it, it. They run concurrent. Okay. So I'd read, like, a little bit of Superman, and then I'd read, like, a little bit of Supergirl. And then I'd read this uh, until, like, they sort of, like, matched up again. And so it was a very fascinating experiment in, in reading a book that, like, it, it crossover books like this. And so, because they would then sort of, like, like, the Supergirls would sort of, like, then, like, cut to more, like, focus on what, like, the characters and storylines that were central to her book, and Superman would do the same thing with his, and then they would sort of, like, meet back up again. And what was interesting was, like, the coordination and lack of coordination between the two books. Um, there was one moment where there is a reunion, there's, like, a hug between, like, with Supergirl and Crypto and Superman and mm-hmm. Superboy, and that pose is in the two books, like, the way, oh, okay. like... But what was different and what, like, really, like, is like, what is going on here is the Supergirl's, in the Supergirl title, she's wearing all blue, like the blue top and the blue skirt. But in the Superman title, she's wearing the blue top and the red skirt. And I was like, these, like, Mm. this is not some fly-by-night organization producing this. Like, this is a corporate entity. This has a line editor, which is Brian Cunningham from Wizard. Remember back in the day, he was a writer for Wizard oh, back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. So DC Comics is full of like '90s castoffs, like Bob Harris is like the like the editor in chief or whatever. And so, but I digress. So I'm like, how does this happen? Like, how do you not communicate? Like, you are the law. Like, this is the super family. So this is all under, you know, the same. These the main people at the top see these things. Like, I can understand like at the production levels, like disconnects occurring because everyone's just sort of focused on what they do. But there is someone who's paid to coordinate everything. Mm-hmm. And you got this one pose done. Yeah, there were some events that were told a little differently in the one. You expect that from different writers and different artists. You, you sort of expect that some things might be a little off. It'd been cooler if they weren't, but whatever. But the one that really, like, was the bug in my crawl was, like, how did you get this coloring thing? <laughs> like, at this point, coloring, like, the coloring, like, that yeah. that's a simple thing to That's kind of a big coordinate. thing to, to mess up. Yeah. yeah. And especially if you had this one pose, like something got shared, if you were able to mirror this pose in the two different books. Is it two different colors? Yes. Everything, er, creative teams are all different. It's it's that editorial where they cross it, where they, you know, become cohesive. So somewhere along the line, someone dropped a ball. And I would think, I'm not going to trivialize the job of a colorist, but I would think a simple, like, red to blue is an easy fix to make too and can be done very late in the game before it has to go to the publication and that there's enough of this being seen. I, again I, i'm this is more less of me as a comics fan griping there's some of that but it's also me as someone who works in a corporate entity and knows how right. communication ought to work within a corporate entity and when i see a failure of that communication within said corporate entity like that now, now you're, you're you're chafing me in a different aspect of my life. And it's like, I experienced this too, and I know how this can yeah. should not work. And a failure of management to uh, do what they're pretty much there to do. Mm-hmm. Like if you're the line editor, your job should be to catch that. And this book, she's wearing blue. So make sure she's wearing blue on this book. Or yeah. maybe it's a subtle hint for the next story. I don't know. No, I, I didn't read the story. A, I think it's a bunk because you're telling the same s- events. It's not like oh, wait, the I, next thing. And I'm sorry. If, I, I apologize if you said it. Maybe I missed it. Did, is it the same colorist? No. Okay. No. 
No, not the same. I checked that too. Okay. Because there it's like, oh, how? But no, it's different colors. But maybe it's from a different Earth. No. No, clearly not. That's there were some be other um, distance, or... some uh, discrepancies too that were kind of weird. Because like, you, they 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 both go to a point like, oh, there's tech and Superboy suit that allows for like teleporting. Oh yeah. That's and yet you, they fly away. It's mm-hmm. like, why'd you fly away? You, in the other book though, you <laughs> teleported. But in this book, they fly away. That's weird too. Um, some mm-hmm. of that stuff I'm a little more forgiving of because you can change like dialogue boxes late in the production schedule, but you can't really redraw. You may not have the time to redraw stuff. So yeah. like, well, we already drew them flying off, so we'll just have to live with that. But like you can, like I said, tweak text to yeah. to to meet this. The coloring though I thought was inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Inexcusable. That was that was a, a failure. Um, Storyline wise, the books are fascinating. I'm enjoying them. Um, my goodness, those that couple has a lot of tattoos walking across the street. I'm sorry, it, it caught my attention, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't oh, mean to yeah, distract, but that is. Those are a lot. Of they tattoos. they are tattooed. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, you can barely <laughs> see their skin. Yeah. Um. Any rate, sorry about that, folks at home who are like, we have no idea what you're looking at. <laughs> um. Ooh, look, I'm a shiny en- red ball. Yeah. I'm enjoying enjoying them, but it's it's Bendis is at is classically decompressed. Right now, and it's kind of just like, wrap it up. 12 issues in on this <laughs> Superman. Let's just well, I'm, I'm, wrap it up. So I, I'm curious. So uh, I'm, uh, have you been reading Supergirl all along, or did you yes. just start with... Okay. No, I'm, I've been there from... Because Supergirl, it's interesting, because they, they canceled the end of the series, and, and then the cancellation became more of a hiatus, and then they resumed it with the same numbering. It's an odd case of not rebooting, but just resuming so um it went away like oh, i guess that's done and like nope we're bringing it back i'm like all right cool and it had like a new i want to say a new creative team with it but they they picked it up from the numbering they left off at? They picked it up from the numbering they left it off at but and then it started following the storyline out of the like the bendis the, the rogozar stuff okay and, and it's like her going off on the side mission to that that's where the new series that's that, like and but they resumed the numbering on it Okay. Yeah, I, I, it's weird. Like I do have quite a couple different runs of Supergirl from the last couple of years. Um, it always kind of surprises me. Like I've, but I've enjoyed it. And it's not a character that I would think that I would be interested in. Mm-hmm. But and there's like different reasons for getting. It's never been like. It hasn't always been the characters why I pick it up. Um, like back at, at the sort of the New Fifty Two, Macklin Rossard did art and it was very interesting and I liked it. But then I enjoyed the story, and I think I have like two years worth of that. Then I forget. I think just the whole super line thing, and it was mm-hmm. interesting art on that one. When they, this current volume, um, and just stuck with it. And I enjoy it enough as a total package to keep going with it. But um, yeah, it, it's just weird. I think Supergirl is a book that I do read on the regular. That's cool. Yeah. It's weird. I like. I showed it to my wife. I was like, I'm, I feel kind of, like I like Hit Girl, Supergirl, and like Spider Gwen, like on my <laughs> pool list, like that one week. I was like, look at me. Like, <laughs> it's ladies' night up on my pool list. <laughs> <It's ladies night. laughs> cool. I'm, I'm, yeah, I might have to uh, check out Supergirl. I've heard, you know, pretty good things about yeah, about was, it overall. I, I, I didn't have it. It was, weird. it was a book that I didn't have on the pool list, I should say. It was a book that I was just pulling myself. And so I missed an issue through there. And then um, now the hunt begins. 
And that's mm. kind of like there's certain like like I was reading the one I was like I feel like I missed something. I go back and look I'm like yeah I did miss something. So then I was like well you better start pulling it because I do read it and now I'm missing it. And uh, I was like where did well, like when did the Forever People show up in <laughs> in the storyline? I was like how did I miss that? Hmm. And um, so yeah, so that's sort of the thing too. And, and there's like a Spider Gwen too that I missed that same way too because I was just pulling them. Even Hit Girl, there's a, all of them. I was just not like pull these for me. Well, Hit Girl yeah. did that thing where. They're like season one, season two, and then on the the tracking system at the comic book store, it's a different title, so it didn't the system didn't have it pulled oh, for me. Okay. So now gotcha. there's like I'm yeah, missing like issues two and three. That's frustrating. Think. Yeah. When that happens. And I mean, um. So now I gotta hunt them down, and and the, the comic shop wasn't like ordering them for the shelf because like I asked them, I was like, you guys not have it? And like, no, no, not enough people were. Hmm. It wasn't enough, just like buyers of this yeah, for us to stock it on the shelf we were just doing it for the subscribers gotcha like, oh, shit. now i'm so i have like one in four i haven't read four because i don't have two and three and i was like well i don't really want to do this and it's that kevin smith run with and the art was like it's, it's very like cartoony looking art it's like a swedish cartoonist doing hmm. it and the, i read the first issue it was cool i have four but i don't want to read it because i don't you know, I kind of went the total pack, and so yeah. You no, know, then it becomes the hunt. I just like try and track them down. If I go to a different comic shop and check and see if they have it, they're very difficult to find. So, is that because it's like low print runs, I, or I, just I think low demand. Yeah. So have you tried Amazon? I haven't done that. That feels kind of just like kind of cheating. I wanted. I want the hunt. You know, I want. Uh, you want okay. I want. I want. Yeah. I want it's, that. It's the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. I get behind it. Yeah. I, you know, like, I, and then it's. You know, when I used to work in an office, it was easy to sort of like zip to a comic store, zip, you know, because I was mm-hmm. driving around. But I don't commute, so now it's that's become a concentrated effort to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, typically, I'd run out to like Infinity in Murraysville. Usually, that was a good go to, especially when I lived in Greensburg and I worked in Murrayville. Yeah. I would drive by it, so I was like, I'm zipping here. If they, I miss something because usually they will have stuff that maybe there's a comic shop in. Right there's a comic shop in Murraysville? Yeah, yeah. Infinity yeah. Comics yeah, in Yeah, it's, like, it's like in a shopping center. It's a shopping center. center. Yeah, with the oh. giant, just shop and save, I think. I think it's a giant, giant, it's a giant, giant eagle? eagle. Yeah. And it, there's like a pizza place next to yeah, it. Yeah, there's a pizza place next to it. I don't know what's in there now. I think it's a shop and save. Cool. Could be. I don't I know. I'm not, I'm not super familiar with that. Yeah, but I know that there's like an Eaton Park right there. Yeah, there's an Eaton Park. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's been there for a while from what I understand. Yeah, it's a nice little shop. That's where Scott used to used to shop when he moved to the area years and years ago. Oh, I'll have to try to keep that on my mind. I mean, I don't go to Murray. It's got an extensive it, so. um, back issue collection there. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have a reason to go to Murray's Villa any time soon, but... Who does? It's always <laughs> nice to know that there's other comic yeah. shops. Yeah, it's always fun to, you know, and it's good to oh, support, a, you know, support other shops and, yeah. you know, every yeah. so often. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I still need. Well, you know, I did go to the. I finally went to the one in Homestead, a new dimension. So. Oh, at the waterfront. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't been to down there. I haven't had a reason to. That's good. And then uh, when well, I went to maybe see on your way home today, you should uh, stop there. <laughs> Are they open? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're open till like six or seven, I think. Um, and uh, I'm Jared. And <laughs> 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 yeah, I still I. I always feel like an idiot because it's like it's right across the street and I'm like always telling myself like as soon as I get in the car some days like I'll I think I'm following them on Facebook and I'm like oh yeah 
uh, I'll see the the Wednesday post. I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe I could stop over there. But then as soon as I hit my car and I'm like, I'm going home. I don't want to be in the waterfront <laughs> no more. I'm done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could go during lunch, but it's like I draw during my lunch. Like, and then it's nice days like the one he, today. Mm-hmm. I if it was like a Monday or Tuesday, I'd be sitting in my car at noon with the door open and the windows down, drawing as the river boats go by. Mm-hmm. So, it's very, very Mark Twain of you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm just what? sitting, sitting on the on the side of the river, drawing, and I watch the river boats go by, the paddle boats. Are you sure it's six? <laughs> Google says they close at five. Uh, Google is often wrong. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're open at least until s- well, I'm pretty sure six, but I would check their maybe their Facebook page too. There you go. Well, so. I mean, it, there's a bike trail back there. I don't there want to divert the, the, the discussion, though. For that's okay. Yeah, it's just talking about yeah. chilling. It's nice. So, Sean, what do you got? Um, which one should I go first, or should I just do it all? Yeah, uh, just do one. Okay. We'll, we'll do. We'll do. Come. We'll come back around. All right. We'll do. I recently read. Um, Samurai Jack Lost World Worlds. My fault. By um, Paul Allor and art by Adam Bryce Thompson. Thomas. My fault. And basically, it it reads like an episode of Samurai Jack. Now, and this is number two, and I didn't read number one. Okay. And I was just like, you know what? Lately, I've been kind of having this attitude where it's like, you know what? I'll just jump into whatever, and then if I want to go back, I'll go find it. Mm-hmm. And I actually did try to find it on the drive, and I I think I was trying to think, like, okay, well, this came out on this week. Maybe it'll be a month beforehand, and I don't think I found it. But it's either either way. Like, I'll probably eventually find it on the drive. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack is in this bar, and he's trying to get through the mountain range. And they're like, and everyone's like super duper nice, even like the gruff looking ones. They're like, oh, yes, you don't want to go that way. (laughs) And uh, they tell him like it's a ghost town. You know, you go there. You won't go to the other side. And so he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go there anyway. And he he goes there and then forces are there to kind of like stop them and it's like it kind of plays out as like a ghost story and then you find out that it's actually like an alien race that's actually hiding there Mm -hmm. like they don't want to they don't want visitors they don't want people they don't want to interact like they're just you know that that old thing and then jack's like i understand people should know and but he makes it to the other side since they can't stop him they're not going to keep him they're like well we appreciate if you keep our secret and like the very first kid that runs up to him like oh my gosh you made it through it's like what is it you know and he's like oh it's it's haunted but you know so he kept the secret and i generally liked it like I think Jack kind of works, like Jack, Samurai Jack works that way, like an episodic type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it was very 
few like in the main series that actually had like like a continuation like if it was a continued story it was like few and far between i think maybe like one or two episodes actually like one or two stories in that series actually did and then with season five that came out a couple of years back though it was a continuing storyline it felt still very episodic in some some ways so I generally liked it uh, it took me a minute to kind of get used to the artwork and and it's not because I particularly like if they keep the show style with comics I figured comics and and animation are two different mediums so whatever works best will work best it's just more like a personal preference like I would love to actually if they did one like a Samurai Jack story kind of like in uh, the style of Lone Wolf and Cub like oh, yeah. stylistically art, yeah. art wise so um, yeah I will probably try to find issue 3 if there is an issue 3 and I'm definitely going back to find issue 1 I I did look real quick. Issue one is uh, on the drive. It's in the May eighth folder. May eighth folder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's in there though. All right. So, that's cool. Yeah, I will definitely go download it then and read it. <laughs> see if there's any type of link <laughs> <laughs> between the two. All right. Excellent. So is it? So you think it's something that like, it's a s- series that like, s- say for me, I've never. I think I watched the first episode of Samurai Jack like way back when it first came out, and I really haven't done anything, watched or read anything. Is that something like I could jump in and read without having had a lot of knowledge of Samurai Jack? Or would I? Yeah. Would I need? Would Would it be better if I knew a little bit more of like the lore and mythology of the like the show and the character? If you If you remember the first episode, barely. <laughs> I mean, I. I, I, I know enough to know what it's about. Then that's all you really need to know. Okay. Like, it doesn't do any callbacks. <clears throat> um, He's a samurai that from the past that comes to the future. Yeah, and, like, he interacts with aliens and robots and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Okay. So, and that's basically the gist of the whole series anyway. Okay. <laughs> Except he's trying to get back to the past. So. Okay. Yeah, it was entertaining. I think you would. I think you would get it. If you haven't read any type of Jack stories beforehand, if you haven't watched a TV show except for maybe like the first episode, I didn't feel lost. I mean, I've watched all that stuff, but I, I can see like a young self, like that haven't watched any of this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. would get into it. Okay. So. Cool. Cool, cool. And it was a quick read because like Samurai Jack, Sam, Samurai Jack doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. He just says like, okay and then it's off to an adventure yeah and so it's like i think i literally read it like in 10 minutes but i didn't feel cheapened by it like i, I that's what you kind of expect out of samurai jack stories like the beautiful artwork the pacing um i'm trying to think what other fancy words <laughs> <laughs> basically you're not there for dialogue it's they're interesting stories told visually and I kind of got that like it read like a very good episode of Samurai Jack okay so alright very cool alright well I um, I've been reading the new Guardians of the Galaxy 
Um, it's uh, oh crap. Let me go back to the beginning here of this to get the creative team. It's uh, Donny Cates. It seems like he's been doing a lot of the uh, cosmic stuff recently. He did like Cosmic Ghost Rider and some other books. But it's uh, Donny Cates writing and uh, Jeff Shaw as the artist. And this is just a <laughs> it's just a fun book. I, and it's really well done. Um, and it's a <coughs> it's a it's a new team of Guardians. It's not like the movie Guardians. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a certain element that is still familiar. Because there's still uh, Star Lord and Groot, but then add to the team um, Moon Dragon, uh, Beta Ray Bill, Cosmic Ghost Rider, <coughs> and then there's also um, uh, Gladiator from the uh, Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. He's kind of in there, and Nova, like Rich Rider, Nova, and um, then uh, Moon Dragon, and I think her name is. Phyla Vell, who's I forget what uh, she she's kind of like a like a Kree? Kree? yeah she's kind of but I think she's like she she kind of looks like remember how Captain Marvel looked in the 2000s when Peter David was drawing him with like he kind of had like a like his like face, a Starfield yeah his his yeah. face look like it kind of looks like that like she's I think she's related to or like a descendant of Marvel or Marvel uh, but her name is Phyla Vell. Um, so, uh, so they're they're basically trying to stop the resurrection of Thanos, who was killed in I think his own book, and there's a group of other cosmic characters led by uh, Star Fox, who are also attempting to. Um, well, they're they're at odds, and I I kind of. Uh, forget why I'd have to go back and, and read it but this was basically this this um this newest issue issue six is uh, just a great big fight scene between all these great cosmic characters and um and it, it you know it, it it resolves at the end I don't want to say how but um you know it, and it kind of solidifies like what the team is going to be uh going forward uh so it, you know the, the guardians are going to be um, basically, yeah, Star Lord, Groot, Beta Ray Bill, Moon Dragon, Philavel, uh, Gamora, and I think, uh, oh, what's the what's the dog's name? Uh, the the Inhuman. Uh, oh, Lockjaw. Yeah, Lockjaw. I couldn't think of his name. It was blanking. Lockjaw's on there. Lockjaw's in it. That's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I figured you'd like that, <laughs> but. Um, this is it, it, it's a book that's like it, it it's equal parts like kind of fun space like sci-fi romp mm-hmm. and kind of there's some there's a lot of dramatic stuff in there too but it's it's like perfectly balanced and the the art is really good I mean it again it's uh, I'm not really familiar with Jeff Shaw but he's really good at doing the like the fun stuff like the battles and fights and like cosmic stuff but then he really also excels at like like pained facial expressions and really conveying people's feelings and so it's just it it's a lot of fun like I'm I'm really glad that I decided to I, cuz I I was kind of on the fence um 
when I first started reading this, like I read like the first issue or two and I'm like, ah, it's okay, but I'm not sure. And do I really want another, you know, guardians? Am I kind of guardianed out and everything? But this is, this is fun because it's a, it's a, like I said, it's a, it's new, you know, it, it you know, it's, it's new faces, but there's still familiar faces and it's, so it's not like, oh, it's just another Guardians book, you know. Like, there's no Drax. Um, Rocket is... They're actually, look, it sounds like the next arc is going to be, like, the hunt for Rocket Raccoon. Like, nobody knows where Rocket is. So. Cool. Yeah. And Groot talks now. Okay. Sort of. Like, he, he he's not, like like, very eloquent. He still talks a little bit in the third person. But he's talking in sentences, and he he kind of has like he he's kind of punk, like he has like spikes on him now, and he's got like a like a spike mohawk. Uh-huh. It's kind of cool looking, like just like phys- like the like his new design is just kind of neat looking. Oh, cool! So, um, yeah, it's like I said, it, it's a fun book. I would I would you know if you guys see it on the cheap or something, it's just a fun book to try out. All right. So did you um, speaking of Donny Cates? Did you see the uh, new Silver Surfer book? You know, I, I looked at some preview pages, and it just was not for me. I, I kind of like I, I, I like Trad more. Well, I should say, I liked Trad more when he did um, the Luther Strode books. Okay. For Image, like with uh, Justin Jordan, I was not a, a big fan of him doing Ghost Rider for Marvel, and. I'm not. A, I'm like I said. I looked at some of the preview pages, and I'm not a big fan of his Silver Surfer. I picked it up out of curiosity, and it was very much a setup issue. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I stand with it. I might thumb through issue two, but I didn't want to stay stay with it. Like the writing, art wise, it was interesting. I'm not that familiar with the artist, and um, story wise, like it was all setup, so it's kind of hard to you well, know, get a beat on what what it's going to be like. Well, from what I understand, it it spins directly out of one of the Guardians issues where they yeah all yeah. end up they all get thrown into a black hole yes and the Surfer manages to save them all but then he gets caught yeah like that, he gets that, caught in that's the black told hole in the story yeah, yeah. Oh. there's a lot of like editor like to see where like this team goes read this and you see you know stuff like that mm-hmm. but. So yeah, I, it sounds like you read something that was from a different vantage point. Yeah, because that, that is uh, recapped in this issue. This is Silver Surfer Black. Correct. Yes, and okay. I think it's just it's a mini series. It's like a five issue, so. like mini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I I did consider like oh it's just a mini series, but yeah, like I said, I I looked at some pages and I'm like, Eesh. I don't think that's for it's me. It's very it's got a style. Yeah, that's that's that way. doesn't scare me. So I mean, it, as long as it's Serviceable. I don't mind style. I, I tend to lean towards it anyway. As long mm-hmm. as you're not scared. Well, there's no fear. <laughs> <laughs> like it, there, there is a fine line between stylized and bad. That is true. Yeah. And um, so the, the, that there's, I guess that is a uh, something to keep an eye out for. A concern, I guess, but not necessarily a fear. Um. But no, no. So I, I gave it a look. I gave it a look. I was just curious. I bought the um, sketch variant cover. 
That's usually a sign. It's like, I might not be precious with this book because maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll draw on it. Maybe we'll get someone to draw on it. Or, and is the, sketch, the, the stock of the sketch variant is like very heavy. Or maybe like, you'll just stab the crap out yeah, of it. Maybe you're like, like yeah. I just don't like it. And there's like a thin, like a very thin layer that goes over the sketch cover, like I guess to protect it. I imagine it's what the purpose. I've never seen a sketch variant uh, like this before. There's a very, very thin, like. Uh, I don't want to say translucent. Like you can kind of see through hmm. it. Interesting. Um, yeah, like a protector over it. And then the, the, the sketch stock is incredibly thick. And then there's the main cover underneath, which was not available at the store. There was just the variant or the sketch. So I'm like, well, I kind of wanted the hmm. the main cover. I like. I, I was interested in that style, so I was like, yeah. well, I get it this way. And now I get this incredibly thick piece of Bristol <laughs> <laughs> protecting it. Well, that no, was interesting. And I've, as speaking of Cosmic Ghost Rider, have you read that Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history? Uh, you series? know, I read the first issue, and I think I talked about it on the show, like when it first came out. Um, I did not keep going with it. Yeah, I, 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 I did, was, and it's kind of like eh, I didn't need to. It, it it seems a little too jokey. Yes, I, I don't mind. I don't mind some jokiness, but it's like. It feels like the whole thing is just played for yucks. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of... Po- I, I like that first Cosmic Ghost Rider series, but this one, when they bring in a comedian to, to write, yeah, that that's usually Paul, should be the first... Paul, Paul Shear, yeah. yeah. That should usually be the first sign. It's going to be like, mm. Who's Paul Shear? <laughs> um, you ever watch The League? No. Do you ever listen to How Did This Get Made podcast? Maybe no. if you'd seen him, you would, if, you would know if, if you saw him, you'd probably recognize him. He's, huh. yeah. Okay. I mean, he's not like an A-lister or anything. No, like he's kind of, yeah. He's a funny guy. Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, he's, yeah, I guess. Okay. I, I mean, I don't Some think people he, think so. I, I, I don't think he's a, com- a traditional comedian in the th- way you think. Like, I don't think he does stand-up, but he's a like a comedy writer and an actor. And Oh, yeah, I have seen him in a couple yeah. of things. I think I saw him in 30 Rock. Maybe. He. He might have been. It's he, possible. He's, he guest star like he was on an ep- he was on one random episode of like Parks and Recreation, stuff like that, you know. Um, but in, he's he did um, he wrote a book for like a mini series for Dark Horse a few years ago, like called like Parker versus Aliens or something like that. Yeah, it was basically it was like the adventures of like this space trucker or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I never read it, but um, I mean, he's, you know, he definitely got an interest in comics, but, um, you know, so I don't know if he's doing it just for fun or just trying to break, if he's trying to break in or, or what, but cool, you know, but, it's, uh, it's a silly series yeah. and it, 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 you're right. It is mostly for yucks and I don't know. Yeah. It just, didn't I'm just far into it now. Might as well just. Yeah, I have them pulling it for me because I missed one. I was like, oh, because I didn't really know what to think of it yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I kind of saw the. I mean, like the first issue. It'll go was, in a swap box, probably. <laughs> the first issue was, you know, enjoyable enough, but I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I'm like, yeah. I, I kind of feel like I know where the. And seeing the preview for like the next issue, and I'm like, I kind of see where this is going. So sometimes there's like serviceable artwork in those things. Sometimes you know yeah. there's redeeming qualities, but yeah, it, it's mainly just it, it's very irreverent. And uh, yeah, it wasn't the worst thing I ever read, but at the same time, it's like it could have just been a one shot. Yeah, I don't need to do this. I don't need to spend forty dollars on this or whatever. I'm exactly. Gonna, yeah. Or whatever, four dollars an issue for times six or so whatever. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. The, the ROI <laughs> isn't there. Did you guys have anything else? Or? I was also, um, appropriately enough, I've been <laughs> reading The Flash. It's a uh, like a year one type storyline going through The Flash titles now. And um, so that was kind of, I don't regularly read The Flash. What? You got his shirt. I do have the shirt. <laughs> I watch the program, but I don't regularly read the book. I will pick it up here and there depending on what's going on. Isn't the Incrediman uh, web series on Webtoons updates every Tuesday <laughs> about the Flash on family? On a Tuesday, not every <laughs> Tuesday. Yes, it is, it is a, um, is the word pastiche what I'm dealing with that? Um, at any rate, so it's a year one type story. And I was just curious, so I picked it up. And it, it's very... It's nothing groundbreaking. It's sort of like, oh, here's like the retelling of the origin, and then he's learning to run, and he runs into the future, and he meets like an old version of himself. And those are things that I find interesting. And are, yes, are, are elements of the of the comic strip I'm posting on webtoons now. Um, th- that that really wasn't. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wasn't the uh, like why I bought it though. I just was just curious. But what sticks out to me the most, and what I find the most like. Interesting, and it's a bit of a criticism, is that Howard Porter is the artist on the series. And I've never been, like, the biggest, like, Howard Porter fan. It's not like I am I have, like, everything he's done. Mm-hmm. But the the artwork seems to, uh, it's not as good. I'm just I'm not going to mince my words. It, it, it feels a little off in some places. And I don't know what exactly happened. I know I had read somewhere... Like years ago, he had like sliced a tendon in his hand or something like that, and so oh, like okay. the career was in jeopardy. Yeah. He like figured it out. So I don't know if this. Is, I think I've seen stuff since then, and I can't say it has this same look where it's just a little off. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talk about like the line between stylized and bad. Like this is crossing into the like proportions seem to be off, and things are just kind of like some of it's like oh this is fun artwork and, it, and it, I, I don't mind it at all. But then there's some things where like body proportions just don't look right and they're not in a stylized way but in just in the something's not right and so out of curiosity i went i do have some old like jla issues oh, yeah. that he did yeah, i think it was right. like rock of ages i think it's this story yeah and uh and i looked at those real quick just like is is was this always there and i missed it and it, it's not so i mean that's again that was 22 years ago so I mean, there are going to be evolutions, mm-hmm. or there there usually are evolutions, but this is different, and I don't know if this is a result of having like to relearn, or what's going on. But it's just like, what's up with that? Not great. <laughs> no, not great. I mean, like, there's and it's not like consistently not great. There's some parts of it that are, are, are quite quite enjoyable. You know, I like the more cartoony stylized look in my my comics mm-hmm. uh, and it's got some of that but in other parts too it's like well, what's going on i don't know it's just weird just weird just off storyline wise it's fine it's fine i mean mm-hmm. knowing what i know now maybe i wouldn't have but i i think it's just a couple issues so it's not like i'm, I'm invested heavily into something so yeah i'll just see it through it's kind of fascinating it's got the turtle is the uh the bad guy in the storyline like Barry's learning to run, he runs to the future. The turtle has taken over Central City, and mm-hmm. it's an old grizzled Flash. Okay. And so that's kind of that was a neat meeting. And he's like, and he's like ticking off names, and he's like, do you, like we're, to try and figure where he's at. He's like, I kind of remember this, and from you know, doing it, and now I'm here on this end of it. So I always enjoy a good time travel yarn, but um, 
So now Barry returned to his era, and the turtle is still just another, like, jokey villain, and it's like yeah. he's trying to figure out, like, can he stop it? Now, now it's like trying to prevent this, you know, apocalyptic-type future from occurring. So that's always a good good read. Yeah. I would like that type of stuff. Sounds so, fun. Yeah, it is. It would have been more fun if I picked it up, like, in dollar boxes in, like, a few <laughs> years from now, maybe. But <laughs> maybe you could... You have to run to the future, yeah. meet old grizzled Jared, and yeah. he'll be like, "Don't buy this day and date. Buy it in yeah. the dollar box. Go <laughs> wait for a new Dimension Quarter sale." <laughs> Get it then. All right. Uh, what about you, Sean, what you got? Talking about a year one. Well, I am going to talk about Aquaman from New Fifty Two. I know I'm a couple years behind, but. <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> I actually, <clears throat> even though at the camera, I, it's uh, issue for number two, volume two. I'll talk about them all, I guess. But overall, it's a pretty good series. I mean, I... <clears throat> you have to excuse me. Overall, it's a good series. I really like it. It's by Jeff Johns and uh, Ivan Reese, mm-hmm. who... I'm not a the biggest Jeff John fan like I read like a Power Girl story arc that he did like a couple of years back and I think I read up um, I think I did I think I read Rebirth uh, Flash Rebirth and I was just not a fan like I remember just not being a fan of those and yeah. I'm just like ugh <clears throat> but this kind of redeemed him uh, in my eyes reading this stuff it Basically, it's just retelling Aquaman's origins and running into stuff. In particular, I do like Volume 2 of Aquaman called Aquaman and the Others. And it tells you about... Oh, yeah, that was like the team he was on before Justice League or something. Yeah, Yeah, like when he was brooding Aquaman. Yeah, shirtless. Shirtless. (laughs) I was like, hmm, okay. Like, I don't know why you have to be brooding and shirtless, but whatever. That... (laughs) That works, I guess. I mean, technically, it makes more sense to be an ocean person and, and shirtless, and shirtless yeah. than wear a, a full body suit. But right. hey, I don't swim underwater, so <laughs> or at least I don't live underwater. Um, and I I liked it. I I've been liking it so far. I actually will eventually pick up volume three. I, I picked them both up probably like in January. Or February, just like consecutively, I like I read the one it a volume and I really loved it and I was like, oh, I gotta read the second volume, and I actually glad I did because this one had Black Manta in it, and um, this was probably around the time when the Aquaman movie, I think it came out in December, but I was, I like I saw a bunch of stills after fact with Black Manta and I was like, I really like Black Manta and like his costume and I just mm-hmm. like I had to. I finally got a chance to read it in this one because he didn't show up in my Aquaman trade I bought years and years ago the the silver the Silver Age stuff. Uh, the Silver Age stuff really dealt with him dealing with like you know, pirates and silliness and <laughs> dumb Aqualad getting caught by nets and <laughs> like it was just dumb, dumb Aqualad. <laughs> He's just oh my god he was just so dumb in that series. Is that wait does that have topo in it yeah 
Yep, his his octopus friend. I loved his octopus uh, octopus <laughs> friend. <laughs> octopus, octopus. That's the black label. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him in that, and then Aqualad comes along. I'm like, you motherfucking Aqualad. <laughs> it's like you get out of here, Aqualad. You and your little black bouffant. Anyways. <laughs> Neither are in these two episodes or these two uh, trades so far. I don't know what the uh, volume three or four will be. I imagine people that are current on their Aquaman will be like, yeah, they show up eventually. But mm. so far, it's just Arthur, uh, Arthur. I don't know why I'm having so much trouble like pronouncing stuff today. Arthur and Mira is in it uh, for the most part. So. Okay. I, I like it. I I definitely will pick up volume three, and I love the artwork. It's not my particular choice that I usually like. Mm-hmm. I kind of go with that abstract, like Jared, like that cartoonish type yeah. of angle. But yeah, Ivan Reese yeah. is definitely more of like a like a very traditional yeah style. I mean, he's I mean, it's, I it's enjoy good. him doing Superman now. I mean, yes. it's again, I'm not an artist that I would. I don't buy the books for his artwork. Right. A serviceable artist, a fine artist. That's exactly what I was going right. to say. He's, a, he's like a like a journeyman. Yeah, and, mm. and and I know lots of people dig that style. And he's nothing wrong with what, how he draws. He's a perfectly fine artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not a style that catches my eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't I don't read the, uh, the the Superman books through gritted teeth, either. Mm-hmm. That's um, true. I experienced yeah. the same thing back in the day when um, Butch. Which guys drew action comics. It was my least favorite of the four. Again, nothing wrong with the art, just not a style that I, I lean to. Right. But it just seemed overall. I mean, it seemed like the artwork complemented Aquaman on this one. Um. Yeah. Like, there's no. Do you have a favorite Aquaman artist? Well, my Aquaman range is still kind of limited. Um. I mean, I don't like uh, Nick Cardi. That that was the old, old timey stuff, right? Yeah, like he drew a lot of the the newer stuff compared to him versus Ramona Framden. I like Ramona Framden. Um, I couldn't tell you with new Aquaman stuff. These are kind of like my foray so far. Into when that. I uh, this is just a long way of that was a setup for me to to drop a Martin Eglund. Uh, name drop. Uh, that is some Martin Eglin did it like in the 90s. Like when the, yeah. the hand got eaten off by the piranhas that Peter David. I mean, I kind of uh, liked how I probably did. see those like in a, in a quarter box or whatever. I, I will grab one. Yeah. I mean, he was in the Justice League arc I read with uh, JLA with Grant Morris. Yeah. Uh, with Howard Porter. I like that a bit. but Well, I'm speaking more to the artist rather than the, the era of the character. Yeah, so am I. Like, I like how Howard Porter drew it, but I don't... Okay. Got, yeah. Okay, fair enough. I see what you do. But Martin Eglin was the series artist during that time. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. I haven't gone back to that stuff. Hmm. I did I pick up Volume 3, though, of uh, the Silver Age stuff. I'm kind of liking that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I read the first issue, and it was just like him versus the terrible trio, and... um. It's it's like him and Aqualad and 
Aqua Baby is in there, <laughs> and um, and Mira. And I just kind of like the interplay between all the villains. <laughs> they're just calling each other names the entire time. And they're like, <laughs> it's like, screw you, flame brain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez. And I, I kind of feel, and it might be like uh, today's sensibilities, like, but they're just <laughs> like Aquaman. Like even uh, amongst the villains, they're just calling each other freaks the entire time. Yeah. I think even at the end of that story, I was writing, reading... Um, her name is Carla with a K. I don't know. She has like flame hair. I forget what they called her, but she has just flamish hair and it never goes out apparently. Hmm. And she was like in an accident and, uh, and there's the fisherman and then the, I forget who the other guy was. I think the unthing, unhuman, unthing. I don't know. He's invisible when he's underwater. Which he still needs scuba gear, so yep. your power is kind of <laughs> limited there. But <laughs> look at that empty suit swimming around. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was it? After Aquaman thwarted them, of course, he was saying like, "Oh yes, that Carla could have, you know, if they ever get a uh, a cure for her, she'd be quite fetching or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if that accident caused her to be a freak." <laughs> It's like, damn, Aquaman. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Contact, <laughs> king of the seas. Yeah, and Mira <laughs> is right, nice right in front of his it. wife, too. And she's like, well, she's still a witch. <laughs> she weren't such an uggo. <laughs> <laughs> People did not mince their words back then. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't such a freak. And it was in quotes, too. And you're just, you could see him like, a freak. <laughs> and she'd be all right. All right. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, I guess I'm gonna. I'm gonna close this out with with uh, one last uh, book, if that's okay. That's fine. Because um, I'm getting burned out here. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I'm, that, t- I'm totally washed out. <laughs> we did color balance you yeah. at the beginning yeah. of this episode that for was, the folks watching the video feed. Yeah. So I'm, much for that. <laughs> you can't really even tell it's me anymore. Just like that character Sean was talking about. Now you're I'm invisible. starting to be. Yeah. You're invisible in direct sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've been reading the new Daredevil series uh, written by Chip Zdarsky. Uh, the first volume, of the, f- the first five issues, was drawn by uh, Marco uh, Cicchetto. I think that's mm, how you say it. I've or seen that name. Cicchetto. Yeah. Um, really good stuff. Uh, Daredevil is just a hot mess. Um, he's, you know, he's he was wanted for murder and he's just all over the place. Like he just, um, just physically he's a mess. He's taking painkillers. Um, you know, emotionally he doesn't know whether he's coming or going spiritually. Of course, he's always, you know, a mess because of his Catholic guilt. Um, but at the end of, uh, the first volume, a lot of the heroes kind of got together and almost had an intervention. I shouldn't say got together. It's not like they sat him down, but it was like, one by one, they would kind of meet. They met up with them, and they're and, and I think the final straw was like Spider-Man actually was like, "You have to quit. Like you are just like fucking up left and right. <laughs> you know, you're wanted for murder." Um, so he, so Daredevil hung up the mask, and now he's just uh, living life. And then uh, there's a like a concurrent story where uh, Wilson Fisk is the He's the he's still the mayor of New York City, but he's also still like the kingpin, and 
but he kind of comes to like a he has this like kind of come to Jesus moment where he realizes he's like life is really good for me right now and he has a meeting with all the other like crime bosses and he says I'm out he says I'm New York is still my city and I'll still let things slide for you guys but I'm going to be in charge of the city up top and you guys can have the city below basically saying like I'm out like the crime stuff you guys can have it I'll go as easy on you as I can but I you know he, he's like I just want to live life so it's like Daredevil and Kingpin are have these parallel you know uh, lives now where they both give up their you know what made them what they were you know one a hero and one a villain um, and uh, you know I'm sure neither are going to stick and they're you know they might come <laughs> to a head really yeah <laughs> um, but then there's this uh, other story, or there's another, like, uh, where someone else picks up the, uh, is basically, uh, I forget how, it, 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 there's a, uh, like, a convenience store robbery, and this woman is kind of trapped, um, and she looks up, and there's, like, this wall of, uh, like, superhero, like, costumes or masks, like, for fun. And there's a Daredevil one, and she just grabs it, and the next thing you know, like, she is, she's wearing street clothes, but she's wearing, like, a Daredevil mask, and, like, like, fighting crime, or, like, beating up pimps, and <laughs> stuff like that. So there's, now they're saying, like, the newspapers are saying, you know, Daredevil's back, or there's Daredevil sightings, and, um, and, uh, so that, you know, so then there's that, and then at the end of issue seven, you know, even though... Matt Murdock has supposedly given up the life of Daredevil and he's just doing his job. He's like, a, he still works for the district attorney's office and he has patched up his relationship with Foggy. He even got him a birthday present, which Foggy's <laughs> like, oh my God, you haven't remembered my birthday since the second year of law school or something like that. And then at the end of like the last couple pages of this issue, I thought it was kind of neat. Like he's, he still can't shut off his his senses, and so he's. You just see him making nine one one calls, and he's saying, "Hello, yes, there's a robbery on the corner of Third and Washington. Um, the the perps are still there. Thank you." And he would he hangs up, and then he picks up again. He goes, "Hello, nine one one. There's a." Whatever. So it's like, and then it, it pulls back from his apartment to like all these just words. He just he's hearing everything. So it's like he, even though he wants to shut it off and not be Daredevil, it's like he still can't shut off the part of him that wants to help. So I'm like, that's kind of interesting. That the fact that he's just making like making 911 calls and he's reporting all this stuff that he can hear, but he's not actually there like he's probably like a mile away yeah. from where stuff's happening um so this has been a, it's been a really good good book so far um but <laughs> they changed pencilers and i do not like the new penciler so like, like i said the first penciler was marco Cicchetto in issues one through five the new penciler um and i don't know if this is a permanent change or what but and i've never heard of this person it's uh Lalit Kumar Sharma. Um, it's, I, I don't know, it, it's not like the worst 
but it's just uh, I, I just don't like their style. It's just a little, it's kind of just all over the place. Um, and I think part of it is also the inking. The inking's not great. Um, Jay Leiston or Leiston, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but just overall, like I, I really preferred the art team from the first five issues to this art team. I'm still, I'm still kind of interested in this book because of the, like the, the, the nuances in the story and how they're, um, you know, how Sadarsky is tackling these kind of like sea changes that both Matt and Kingpin are going through and how, you know, eventually I'm sure, like we said, it's going to come around because the book's called Daredevil. It's not called yeah. Matt and Wilson have a great day, you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, you know, and, and Daredevil's like, he's always been one of my go-to guys. So it's like, I'll, I'll almost always read a Daredevil book. Uh, no matter how much he always seems to hate himself and is his own worst enemy, um, you know, I'm, I'm always going to read a Daredevil book. So this was pretty good. Like the the first uh, the first arc was pretty uh, was pretty messed up, like in a good way. Like to like his his self destructive streak was almost at like an all time high. So if that's fun for people to uh, to watch, then I would highly recommend it. Cool. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got because that's all I can stand right now. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a little warm in the house right now. Yeah. So uh, kind of broadcast from the center of the sun. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are in. Yeah. We are dead. This is, this is the, the the perfect storm of like sun and. Like the one day, it, it could it could be a little cloudy in Pittsburgh. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be the worst. <laughs> we 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 get clouds every other day. Of all the days. Yeah, could be a little cloudy today. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I can't even put the camera on me because it's just I'm just all washed out. That's why <laughs> the camera's been on you guys throughout Throw my entire review. To show the folks watching like, the video. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your shirt was black. Now yeah. it oh. looks like it's <laughs> there's no color at all. <laughs> It's just a, a bean of energy right That's now. That's right. I'm the ray. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I think we're about ready to, to call this one. <laughs> Unless anyone has any last minute. No, no. Quick, we're, okay. Uh, we're good. All right. So this has been Comic Book Pit, episode 318. I've been your host, Dan Greenwald, uh, with me on the couch in the great Sorgatron Media Studios. We've got Jared Catherine. And... <laughs> Sean the tan <laughs> Atkins. I would point to, but I'm using this hand. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>